What's going on guys? Welcome back to SpoilerCast, the Hungry Gamers offshoot that aims to inform, entertain and educate you on one particular release from within the geek culture universe. And on this episode we are tackling none other than a game that was released on the 11th of June, scoring 88 on Metacritic. Developed by Insomniac Games as a PlayStation 5 exclusive, it is none other than the latest of one of Sony's most beloved franchises, it's the third-person run-and-gun platformer Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. I'm your host, John Peck, and joining me on this interdimensional, interplanetary adventure, we have the Hungry Gamers themselves, Brendan White and Miss Ali Hart, and rounding out the Fatal 4-Way, Hoop Dream's very own Matt Tilby, making it uh, quite a squashy sardine uh, podcast here as a spoiler cast, but we're we're doing it and uh, it's 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 going to be good. It's going to be like uh, it's going to be like Mr. Zircon would have would have wanted, I think. Bonjour, bonjour. It is tight in this tin, but uh, I'm loving getting cozy here with my friends. Mm, I was expecting a uh, a Beastie Boys uh, intergalactic planetary reference, but I was robotic. I was. I'll, I'll make it there instead anyway. <laughs> How we do it, everyone? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have you here, Tilby. Your spoiler cast debut, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not done one of these before. I've uh, had done, done a couple of uh, is this thing ons and a couple of eight uh, bit casts, but nothing for eight bit spoiler cast. So this will be exciting. good. Exciting. We're taking that cherry after uh, you dealing with that thrush again. So uh, it's uh, we're looking <laughs> yeah, forward back. to it's... talking about uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart here with uh, this yeah this fatal four way. Oh yeah. Any retaliation before we move on, Matt? Nah, just get on with it. <laughs> just ignore him. <laughs> Don't feed the troll, yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. It's the 16th entry in the Ratchet & Clank series. I couldn't believe that it's that many. That's insane. It's like Final Fantasy levels almost. Yeah, like oh this was like, apart from the... Um, Apart from the reboot in 2016 that they did, which was, I guess, a reimagining of the first mm. one, this is what the first mainline game in what, like eight years or so? Yeah, it's it's a long time. Uh, this is technically it's a sequel to Into the Nexus, which um, you know hasn't hasn't been. It's not a recent game. Let's let's put it that way, but it, it feels more like a spiritual successor to that remake that came out in 2016 because it's you know. So, so much closer in terms of the play style and the fidelity and everything. But yeah, we're talking about uh, Rift Apart. So just to cover off the basics of, of the story here, we've got Dr. Nefarious, rival to Ratchet and Clank, stealing the Dimensionator, trying to use it to find a dimension where he'll actually win against that duo instead of losing every time. And, uh, you know, damages the fabric of space and time that heroes get caught up and they enter other dimensions where they then have to kind of find their way back home but put things back into place uh to turn the tables on dr nefarious or emperor nefarious so we've got some new characters in here we'll, we'll start off with just general thoughts what did you guys think of the game how was your experience in general this is a review as well as a spoiler cast discussion so we'll keep it spoiler free for the first part but uh, just in general what did you guys think because i i love this game i thought it was fantastic super polished and just a, a really tight gameplay experience that we've come to expect from insomniac and this series in particular yeah i um i mirror those those sentiments this full, full disclosure this is my first ever ratchet and clank experience uh miss hart are you the really? same really are we, we the, we the ratchet 2016. Versions? wow 
I I hadn't played since I think the second game, like way back on the PlayStation Two. So it's been a long time between drinks for me. I can't believe you all skipped the 2016 one that was like critically acclaimed and free for like the last. I did buy it. I do own it, but uh, have never played it. So uh, yeah, and and that's not that's not a shot to that game. I just just never made the time to to dive into this world. But I'm very happy that I did with this uh, June mm. uh, 11th release on the PlayStation Five because boy howdy is it a feast for the senses. Um, it's it's a fever dream of crazy characters, crazy colors, crazy weapons, larger than life mm. enemies great mixture of comedy and heart uh you know the varied gameplay but even though some of the some of the loops can get a little tiresome here and there but overall i am a big fan of uh this game rift apart is is really special and um yeah i can't speak highly enough of it like that 88 metacritic score i'm like yeah that's that's justified like i love my time with this game and uh the experience it was fun it was fresh and uh more please sir yeah (laughs) <laughs> I think that they really did a great job of designing it for new comers like you guys, so to speak. Oh, um, yeah. As well as like, you know, making it special for people that are fans of the franchise. So, Ali, being fresh mm. to the franchise, how did you find it? Yeah, like, honestly, when I see Ratchet and Clank, I always thought of it as a kid's game. So, I never really wanted to play the game. But then after seeing how gorgeous this game looked i couldn't you know i could not not play it and it's been an interesting experience because i typically don't play games like this like astro's playroom is probably the first time in a really really long time that i've played a kind of game of this style this kind of adventure not exactly open world Mm. and i'll explain why in my nitpicking but um I really kind of had to learn how these games are properly played because I did run into hurdles, but for the most part, yeah, like I didn't feel like I was thrown into something and didn't know what we were talking about, what we were referencing. The gameplay was relatively easy for me and yeah, um, it was a really good experience so far because I haven't finished. (laughs) (laughs) Tilby, how about yourself? Yeah, like as I said, this is a a first one in a while for me that's really um that i've really played in this series and i think it's one of those games that you don't have to know a, a lot about the canon to really yeah dive into which is great um a safer maybe one or two characters or, or sort of plot lines but i think that's what made this game so special it's just the ability to jump in and and, and really enjoy it graphically it looks fantastic i, I think you know i've i've been able to play it on a, on a, a nice PC and nice computer now, and um, and sort of use that as a recording software, and and that's been great. Like it's it stands up really well. I think the big thing for me is actually how it uses the uh, the dual sense. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's almost like in the same way that uh, Astros, uh, as Ali was mentioning, was like a, a really sort of good use of of the controller. This seems to have done like just as much there as well and added just that little bit of extra flair to it, which I thought was nice. But I think it, the other thing is just that it doesn't let up in terms of things to do in the game. There's never any sort of like quiet points in the game. There's no sort of lull in um, in excitement. There's always something to do, which mm-hmm. I, I thought was great. And yeah, I think without getting too much into it, I think it's, it's one of the sort of better... Um, 
I guess, next-gen titles on the market at this point in time, regardless of whether you're a fan of the series. Yeah, absolutely. So a few points that have been brought up that I just wanted to touch on quickly. Like Ali, you said you had to kind of learn how these types of games work because you haven't played one like it for a while. And I agree, like there's not really that many 3D, sorry, third-person platformers around these days, especially not with this AAA kind of polish. It's it's a, a genre, I think, that's associated much with like PS2 that like Jack and Daxter generation, you know, Spyro being like one of the earlier ones and obviously Mario and Croc, of course. (laughs) Um, So it's, yeah, it's it's something that's hard to, harder to pull off now and still be, uh, I guess, feel modern, but because Ratchet and Clank has so much kinetic, crazy gameplay combat, it's, it, it works so well, I think. And I think that we're going to start to see a bunch more, games in this style with this generation because of how you know how amazing they can get it to look like it, it can pull people like you in that go oh i want to check that out for the visual appeal alone almost um and and touching on what you said tilby about the hardware like yeah the the way that this game runs is so impressive not yeah. just with the, the dual sense but the the thing that i wanted to talk about was like the complete lack of loading time for the entire game yeah like there are some cutscenes that obviously load in the different planets that you go to but that's very it's they're not like noticeable obviously and they're, they're masked by the fact that you're able to travel essentially. yeah and it's 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 less than you would get in pretty much any other like i've been playing mass effect recently and every time you jump into the mass effect relay there's a little animation that you have to watch and that's very obviously a like filler but in a game like this it's it's like four or five seconds of showing the planet and that's it and you're there and then you're there until you leave and there's no loading in between there's not really any loading into the different areas or into like when you go through these rifts that show an entirely new like visual like it just looks like a different dimension and and there's no loading screens at all so i think that's really impressive and something that shows that this wouldn't have worked on the ps4 um with that solid uh, hard state hard drive being the big factor but as far as uh i guess performance and and resolution did you guys which mode did you play with because they've given us a few options that uh, i haven't seen with uh i guess ray tracing and the 60 frames per second which is a new thing to me. I uh, I played with performance RT, so I got the uh, the higher frame rates with the ray tracing, but at sort of a a, a lower capped resolution. But mm-hmm. I found it was the the best balance. And, and did I Google this and see what some of the tech experts <laughs> recommended first? Yes, I did because I wanted the best Ratchet and Clank experience to be my first experience, and uh, I was very happy. <laughs> with uh with those those functions and those settings because it was popping like like as you guys mentioned um when when you've got like it feels sometimes like 50 enemies coming at you whether they be you know little, little grunt equivalents and then some of the bigger boys and you're using some of these weapons the amount of textural pops and various color contrasts and explosions all going at once and yet it's still running buttery smooth like there's no noticeable dips of frame rate like it is mm. a testament to insomniac and and that engine they they ran with this game so yeah i was uh performance rt was my uh was my play style for this one yeah there's so much going on isn't there especially like you have all the bolts or the coins or whatever like coming into like drawing into you and it's so much on the screen i feel like 
previous consoles wouldn't have been able to handle that much at all. What about you, Ali? Uh, to counter Brendan's in-depth study <laughs> of which to select, I just pressed OK. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even tell you. I feel what like the, the default <laughs> was probably... Performance, I think it went performance, performance? resolution, then performance. I think, I, I think it... I think. I think it was performance, but yeah, I'm like, I trust this game to give me the best option first. <laughs> Tilly? Yeah, I uh, I went performance. I basically just went with what was essentially the the, the default, but, mm. you know, even in the performance uh, mode, which obviously, yeah, looked pretty uh, smooth and run like super well, especially with like 10 enemies on screen at the same time, it still looked very nice. Like yeah. there wasn't a, I found that there wasn't like a considerable drop um, between performance and resolution, but yeah, it was very nice regardless. I actually played around with each of the settings because I'm one of those people that wants the best and <laughs> has to like try them out. And it, I'm also curious to see if I can tell the difference because previous to PS5, I wouldn't have been able to tell you if a game was 60 or 30 frames per second, but you can definitely tell here. And it was more like I wanted to see how the gameplay felt with the 60 frames i wanted to see how it felt with the 60 frames and ray tracing to see if i could actually notice the ray tracing it's not probably something that i would notice to be honest uh, even though it's it is very nice and then i wanted to try the pure resolution one because i wanted to see the you know highly rendered character models in all their uh beauty with you know the little hairs on the end of ratchet's nose and just every kind of fluffy detail on those on those characters it's it was especially in the cutscenes, pretty mind-blowing the level of detail they were able to to squeeze out mm -hmm. of the ps5 uh, but i think in the end i settled on performance rt as kind of in the in the middle of of both the, the modes Digital Foundry is your friend. They are uh, they they yeah. benchmark everything for just about all the mainline games, and they can uh, usually give you the the best in class recommendations. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that article would have been out when I was playing it because I got it a little bit early, but um, just a little humble brag there. So moving into <laughs> the the story of of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, um, I loved the introduction of these new characters, which for people that have been playing Ratchet and Clank for a long time. You'd know that Rivet and um, I'm having a Kit. mind blank on the Kit? sorry and Kit. yeah and Kit were the new characters and kind of mixing up that duo into two different duos, which was was quite a, a fresh take on the formula and just some really great performances from Jennifer Hale, especially as Rivet. And yeah, I I found that just adding the, the simple act of adding those characters and adding these kind of dimensional counterparts to a lot of the known characters was such a, a fun thing to play around with how did you guys find the story the basic premise and uh you know you've got ratchet trying to like like long long-term plot line is get back to a dimension that has the rest of his kind i, th I thought that was a nice little thread to to go through the entire game mm, yeah like i thought the the whole like overarching story had a real sort of personal feel to it. I think with that sort of, you know, trying to find uh, the rest of the Lombaxes for Ratchet. Um, personally, I almost felt like this was more Rivet's story rather than Ratchet. I felt like we were almost, I felt like I was almost yeah. playing more Rivet than I was Ratchet and almost like a, 
like a a, a ride into to Snake Plissken sort of yeah. style. <laughs> like they they'd sort of halfway through just switch you up and be like, okay, you're Rivet now, and you're playing most of you know this part of the game as Rivet. Um, but I think that that real sort of the idea of having the the sort of like the counter counterpoint to each other was was a real nice touch and just how they acted and and how like mm. the the sort of opposites between both uh, Clank and Kit just in how that they sort of acted one was smart and and sort of calculating and the other one was sort of more scared and timid um i thought was was actually a, a nice touch yeah i i agree i i liked um i think the story was was really nice and for first time as to this universe it, it didn't really throw any any wrenches i was not like who is this person or what's what's the what's the methodology or like the motivation behind these things here like I understood who everyone was. I understood all their motives. I liked that there was, even though Ratchet and Rivet pretty much play exactly the same. You know, they use the same weaponry. They've got the same sort of uh, movement style and whatever else. You do have differences as far as their inner beings. Like they, they, they were fleshed out. They were, they were unique. They, they, they interacted differently and had different, um, different tones and and just uh, you know different different feelings towards other characters they meet along the way and as far as the the overall feelings in, in their respective universes and um i liked it i liked the the assortment of characters and i know it's probably something that's a bit of a a running theme that we'll touch on here but also all over the socials as you know this is you know playable pixar is is the terminology i've seen thrown around where we are playing in for all intents and purposes a pixar or a disney movie and that's what it felt like to me like you know we unrelated you know we talked about kingdom hearts just uh on thg just before this and you know that sort of i guess is you know laying the platform of in air quotes you know playable pixar but uh this this game i think personifies that that terminology to a t like it felt like i was in a, a disney or a pixar universe and i was all for it like i i almost felt like this should have been the basis for the ratchet and clank movie that came out a couple of years ago <laughs> like this yeah. would have fit so much better for like a, a full-fledged like motion picture i haven't watched that they had a movie no i haven't no, either apparently either. it was not great so <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, you miss Hart? um i i really enjoyed the story and i think they did very very well by keeping newcomers kind of up to date with a lot of like subtle details that I could tell were probably explored in previous um, games in regards to the relationship of both um, Ratchet and Clank and um, like Ratchet's like I guess his upbringing and being like alone in the universe kind of thing and then how that connection between them is so important and um rivet i absolutely adore rivet as a character i've had so much fun playing as her and just her overall character um i i'm not i'm not really big on the um the ratchet and kit relationship right now um it feels a bit weird a bit awkward um but the rivet and clank relationship is very sweet very adorable and them just like both working together has been fantastic so it's been a good experience story-wise yeah you're totally right with the way that they've done it with i guess for newcomers and i think that all the characters they introduce whether it's like dr nefarious or some of the characters like uh captain quark and skid slash phantom like 
you never have to like I, I feel like you would always feel like you get that character as soon as you see them just because of the art style and like the character design like they've done such a great job of you know once you hear their voice and and see how they've been animated you can pretty quickly tell like oh that's the bad guy or that's like the dorky friend or whatever it is like it's 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 been done so masterfully from that perspective Mm -hmm. it's so good love the story it is (laughs) having said that uh does this game interest you at all to go back to that 2016 which is um you know the 2016 version which is like the origin story of how ratchet and clank first got together no no. 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 <laughs> and, and that's not like that's not a shot. No. Like I feel no. jumping in at the point that we did is perfect. Is right. Yeah. Yeah. Right for yeah. us. Yeah. But like, you know, you always remember your first time and I don't want to now go back and think think of playing playing a you know, a lesser spec'd game. You know, no no disrespect, but like yeah, Rift Apart is, is fantastic. It's perfect platforming and it's it's just a feast for the senses and I'm happy with just moving forward from here. The, all these other, was it 15 other offshoots? I don't give yeah. a rats about those. <laughs> I'm uninterested in the future. Yeah, I wouldn't expect you to go back to like the PSP, you know, up your arsenal or whatever it was back then, but sure, okay. Great name. Yeah, they've, they've always had some names. great names for their, yeah. their titles, which has been great. But yeah, I ain't going back. What about you, Matt? Any interest in 2016's Ratchet & Clank? I feel like this had such like this was such a lofty perch to to bring the the the, the franchise to that I feel like going back I would just be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was only what a couple of years back, but like yeah, this was such a good time that I feel like if I jump back into it, I would be like, but why can't I do this from from ripped apart? Like why can't I do this and meet these guys? And I don't know. I feel like I would just be, and that's just that's just the you know the person I am. I feel like I would just be disappointed. I had such high hopes for this, and they were ultimately met. So I feel like going back to this would would probably cause me to compare it to that. Sure, sure. I'm very disappointed in all of you, but we'll move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk a bit about the gameplay. So, for all intents and purposes, this game is basically the same as all the other Ratchet and Clanks. The Rift Tether of uh, ability where you basically use it as like a grappling hook that's the new addition to this game uh, i can't ah. remember if the da- the phantom dash was there quite the same so that might also be new but essentially the you know the the run and gun selecting your weapon and upgrading your weapons and the platforming that's all been there just refined more and more as consoles have have improved but the, the great thing that i enjoyed about this game is it introduced that trademark insomniac movement and flow that we've come to identify from games like Sunset Overdrive and uh, Spider-Man where you're just constantly moving through the game and with Ratchet and Clank you've got like the boots that let you like jump and run along the walls and then you can leap from there and do a hover or a double jump and then attach to a rift and just the way that you can just move so quickly and freely especially in like the arena or something where there's enemies on each side and you're trying to constantly move to avoid getting targeted but you're also shooting everyone at the same time it's um it it adds so much to that gameplay of just what could be essentially shooting to be able to move like that so i really enjoyed that element of the gameplay what do you guys think 
um, as a Sunset Overdrive fan, it was pretty easy to kind of pick up this game and understand like exactly what kind of like movement and gameplay they were going for. As you said, with like wall grinding, running, yeah, like too. the grinding and everything <laughs> like that. Uh, like I'm like, oh, I get this. This is this is very familiar to me, and I really enjoyed it, especially with the the weapons and then essentially how the gameplay is just like blasting and just waves and waves of enemies and. Um, uh, I absolutely adored that, like, you could change the collectibles yeah. in the game as well and um, some familiar, like, <laughs> um, items that you could change it to. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the game gameplay because it was smooth. It was, like, not, like, daunting at all and it just um, made everything a great experience mm. for me. Yeah, there was... um. The combat was fluid and you could see the movement from yeah that that trademark insomniac style but it wasn't as as buttery smooth as you used to from sunset and spider-man like i know that they've got abilities and movement styles that make it quicker so like when when you're grinding rails and and sort of yeah using those semi-vertical walls you, you, your traversal speeds are massively increased but unless you're holding in r1 and then you know bumping l2 to to you know use your, your speed boots to traverse around it it is a bit slow at times but it adds to the adds to the tension because you have got enemies whether they be melee or range focused they are coming at you from every which way and you you, you yeah you, you're jumping around and you, you're blinking around the map as, as best you can to try and sustain your your very limited hp uh that you've got you know and even when you're leveling up even like yeah you you get 10 extra hp every time you level it's it's not a huge chunk like you can you can get popped off really quickly with some big explosive chunk damage but the the gameplay just that moment to moment frenetic chaos is awesome where it's like oh no i'm out of bullets on this gun again quickly mm. jump across to this one jump across and now i'm out of bullets like and it's frustrating to a degree but it adds it adds to the the tension and that even though you never truly feel helpless you feel yeah. like that in a moment where you're using a, a weapon that you love and you know that's your baby and we'll talk probably weapons and stuff soon <laughs> but like when you run out of bullets on certain ones you're like oh god damn it now i gotta shift to this piece of <laughs> you crap you just hear that click <laughs> yeah click, click click of an empty but it's, gun. it's great like um the the puzzles mixed with the combat mixed with the charm mixed with just the traversal it's just adds to a very complete gameplay loop that i was uh, very happy with right from the jump right to the end credits yeah it's so it's, it's so sorry toby i was just gonna say like you mentioned the the speed boots i forgot to say about them so satisfying for me to to get that speed and then like basically hit your r2 and l2 to uh get the like ice skating yeah. kind of motion going and it, it's yeah <laughs> absolutely it feels so good when you hit full speed and, and nail a jump and you know it's and the dash it's like a, a lot of the movements just feel so satisfying the way they've been animated so full credit to the team at Atomniac for pulling that off yeah i i sort of thought like everything that was brought into the game was brought in with a, a distinct purpose and it served that purpose well i think for a, a larger map like savali was like the the jet boosts were, were fantastic and even then like you know revisiting certain planets which i'm sure we'll talk about in a sec like if you needed to go back and finish something else and you needed to get there pretty quickly you know strap on the jet booths and away you go, you go. And, yeah. and and that was pretty good but then obviously if you're not using that you're, you're pretty pretty slow sort of sprint like even pressing down l3 for their sprint button there wasn't a massive change um mm. 
and that sort of draws you into the combat part of it which i thought like you know the the phantom dash that they had is was pretty crucial for me in in a lot of the the boss battles especially if you're Mm -hmm. trying to get sort of close range with some of your weapons but like yeah i i feel like everything served its purpose quite well and i felt like brendan sort of hit the the nail on the head in terms of like weapon ammo management and sort of like picking from the wheel and so it's like okay I've, i've run out of ammo on my favorite weapon what can i use now that's actually going to a cause enough damage and b is going to be like i'll you know have enough ammo with so it was like uh, you had to manage it quite well and quite effectively to get the most out of the weapons that you had but like yeah that sort of brought that that tension and that sort of strategy and excitement to a lot of the battles but like i felt like a lot of the the battles were were quite sort of um were quite fluid i I felt that as soon as you start firing at 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 an enemy you almost lock on you can start the strafe which i thought was really effective Mm -hmm. um and you can sort of jump and and sort of dive uh left and right which I i felt was really good but if you stop doing that you're almost at close range and you slow down dramatically to go with your melee so it was like You've, you've got to sort of plan whether you want to be long range or short range because it's like you can't really do both. But yeah, I felt like it was such a, a really solid and well thought out way of, of getting us into the action. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about weapons because that's such a huge part of every Ratchet and Clank game. It's a new assortment of weapons each time with crazy abilities and they always find a way to invent these new guns that have not been seen in other games as far as i'm aware (laughs) like it's such a creative arsenal of weapons to to play with and all so different from each other like there's not really any that you can say oh they're basically the same exact thing um what were your favorite weapons i can see ali it looks like from our document the first ones that you came across were the ones that you just stuck with and she (laughs) never changed (laughs) i genuinely liked using them though so the blast pistol shatter blast um the ex uh executor like do they change names when you upgrade yes, them when yes. you fully upgrade it, okay. they change the name because <laughs> it's like some of these names and then yeah the topiary sprinkler those were my favorites but i just feel like they worked um really well together and yeah you know if it ain't broke don't That's fix it. it i think there's a reason they give them to you first because i certainly was was drawn to the executor which is basically like a shotgun with a fair bit of range yeah. And then the blast pistol, it starts off kind of like a pew-pew kind of thing. But when you upgrade that, that's almost yep. the best, like... It's like a three-prong sort of, like, spray. It's like a rail... It. It's like yeah. a chain gun, basically. Like a, a mm-hmm. mini gun. It just fires, like, crazy. So you can really, like, just eat someone's health down quickly. Um, tear through yeah. them with, with that gun when it's upgraded. And that's the cool thing. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's so satisfying to pick a gun and upgrade it to the max and just see how much more devastating it can be the the other ones that i was drawn to was the headhunter the sniper gun which just like slows down time that was cool and that, basically for someone, yeah for someone just... like me who's terrible with sniping <laughs> i'm like that was so worthwhile thank you yeah and you can just one shot almost every enemy with a headshot even some of the more powerful ones if you hit them right in the head it's like boom see you later the lightning rod i liked too because you know the, the great thing about the guns is depending on like how many enemies you come up against and what type of enemies there are, you might think, okay, the lightning rod's going to chain between a bunch of enemies and, and take them out. 
and then you've got like the the ones like Mr. Fungi and the the Glove of Doom where you're just like I'm going to throw a bunch of these out all at once and then they're just going to run around and do the the work for me and I can focus on something else. So what about you Brendan? What was what was the way that you approached the game? Just exactly how you mentioned at the end. So I was I was popping Mr. Fungi and Glove of Doom regularly where I was just going minions assemble and just throwing all these <laughs> all these little underlings and then I'd come in with the lightning rod and when you when you level that thing up and it just starts chaining lightning and you've got like lightning chain to like half a dozen enemies, then you've got all your little underlings just going pow, pow, pow and causing max chaos off the back of that. And then I had the old, uh, yeah, the executor or is it executor? I don't know. I don't know. Executor. You, you've all got executor. Pokemon on the brain. <laughs> like yeah, sorry. the sort of the, like the energy shotgun, you could sort of call it like running in with that thing. And it was doing mad chunk damage. Like, um, I dabbled with the ricochet, but like it didn't seem to do the required damage output. I thought for the amount of time and, and effort you had to put into using it, I could never. And then it. at the back end, uh, like I didn't buy the headhunter because it was like forty thousand credits, but I settled Cheap on the skate. black hole storm. Black hole storm, which was I think thirty five thousand. That's that was the big minigun, and it was it was a beast. And um, yeah, yeah. So I was just a lot of crowd control with with glove of doom and Mister Fungi, and then. Uh, the the lightning rod and then yeah mixing in the blast pistol and just some of the more traditional guns on top of that but it was just carnage on screen every time when you've got like your little uh, glove of doom you know uh, ratchet looking underlings just running in and just going and just like buzzsawing people to death it was so great yes I I like first put of call was the blast pistol like that was the obvious go to and then from there it was sort of like I had weapons that I thought were useful to me and, and served a, a great purpose, but then there were also weapons I just enjoyed using, like mm. Mr. Fungi, Fungi. That was just funny because hearing the the weird quips that they would pull out as soon as you like yes. hatch them from their their Pokeball or whatever. Um, and then I found that the Topiary Sprinkler was actually really helpful for me if I needed to get close range because if I had a whole bunch of enemies with me or I was taking down like the Seekipede or something, I'd I'd throw the topiary sprinkler and then he would be stuck and I'd be able to just come in and go whack, whack, whack and just yep. hit him off like that. Um, Black Hole Storm, when I got the chance to, to use that, I thought was a, a nice upgrade from the Blast Pistol. I found like you were able to sort of chain more damage with that. Um, there are a couple that were, you know, fun to use here and there like the bombardier was was kind of cool and um the headhunter like you said Jono, um as a terrible sniper in most uh like <laughs> call of duty and first person shooters like it was a godsend um and then obviously the rhino like being able to drop a sheep on someone and cause like a thousand damage at once to everyone in the room was was kind of fun but yeah i felt like there was a, that difference between what was useful in a fight and mm. just what I enjoyed using. So, and that's just, uh, you know, credit to Insomniac for going above and beyond with some of these bizarre weapons. Yeah, there's just so many to choose from. I feel like everyone would gravitate towards a different combination for their playstyle, which is great because similar to like the sprinkler that, that you guys liked, the, the cold snap that freezes all the enemies basically does the same thing with a, a different animation. I, I also use the Void Repulsor a lot which is essentially a shield that blocks um blocks all attacks and then you can throw the shield at people and it takes them out and once you upgrade that really well it will hold all of their ammunition and actually repel the, the ammo back so that 
turned out pretty handy in some of the arena uh, challenges too, if you want to tackle those. But yeah, just just amazing the amount of detail and effort they put into for something like the the topiary sprinkler and like even the lightning rod, the the cold snap. Like there's these custom animations that they do for every single enemy that's affected by that particular weapon. Similar to in the previous game, there was a weapon called the Groovatron, which if you shot it at an enemy, they would start dancing. And they did that for every Aww. single enemy, even bosses. So you can just be in the middle of a boss fight and, and force that boss to start dancing to a disco <sighs> ball. <laughs> Why didn't they bring it in? I would love that gun. Did anyone get to use the pixelator gun? Yeah. Yes, right at the so, end. So yeah. the, there's yeah. two guns that you that you can only unlock in New Game Plus, and they are basically throwbacks to older games so quite cool to see pixelator and the other one in there too yeah <laughs> so many guns my god but then some of them like quick quick little mini nitpicks some of the guns you read the description and you see like i, I love the little hype videos in the storefront showing it yeah. and like the little voice work on it but then they don't do the damage you expect like the, the negatron collider you're like okay i'm shooting a giant beam of concentrated energy at these things and then it does mm. piss all damage <laughs> you're like i wasted my yeah. money on this like so frustrating anyway yeah i think some of them have to be kind of upgraded for them to do their full potential mm. which you know it by the end of the game you can pretty much upgrade everything that you're interested in using but um yeah you do have to make some choices that definitely uh anything anyone anyone like we're going through i guess the the key features did anyone have something to throw out there about the controls in general i mean it is the dual sense and it is one of the better examples of it being used so far i think i i think the the audio was just the big thing uh, apart from you know adding a little bit with the vibration in terms of like your character running in the steps i think especially when you're in battle and you sort of hit a certain point in your health being depleted it'll make that sort of sound as if like okay you're kind of low now you need to probably find some health or you're absolutely stuffed here um was such a big help for me because like i get too drawn in with like 10 enemies on screen so i'm like oh okay shit i've (laughs) i'm in a bit of danger here so um and then like some other other weapons as well like as uh, Ali was saying, like the, the pixelator, as soon as you, you turn that on, it goes bling and it makes like the yeah. 8-bit sound, which I thought was very cute. So they've had all those little like flourishes in there, which I thought was really nice. Brennan? Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like the, the dual sense was awesome, but it felt more, it wasn't the star of the show. Like Ali mentioned Astro earlier and it's it mm-hmm. certainly puts that dual sense control the front and center where it feels like this is, in the background or off to the side almost with with rift apart and that's you know not a negative like i think it was just when it was noticeable it was really noticeable but for the most part i didn't outside of you know holding the trigger down halfway for for firing styles on weapons you didn't really get too much more out of that and and that's not a bad thing it felt good i loved the when it threw sound at you in certain ways when you were doing certain interactions with things in the environment way it pulsed differently when the health was low but overall the controls felt fine the weapon wheel can get a little janky at times oh my and it really like it's a good and a bad thing that it gives you a second to breathe during combat when you're out of out of ammo and you you hold it in to bring the weapon wheel up and it sort of freezes the game so you go okay what am i gonna do i gotta jump to this weapon oh no that's low jump to there so i like that it gives you that that break in gameplay Mm -hmm. but at the same time that 
breaks that immersion slightly too so it's kind of a good and a bad thing in my opinion yeah i mean that's true but at the same time they do give you those shortcuts so if you are only using three or four weapons the most you can just kind of hit the direction on the DD. they run out of ammo like even the four like i find myself constantly it's like okay surely i'm not going to run out of all four of my primary weapons ammo lo and behold i do and then i'm in the weapon wheel and half my guns are dry i'm like oh god damn it okay (laughs) bring out the ricochet again and then you gotta you gotta like tab between the other pages to find the other guns as well yeah Yeah, when there's like four pages i'm like that's kind of yeah confusing uh, there was a stage where I was just like, "Where the? F- I'm sure I bought more guns." <laughs> like I, it was only on that. I style. found you could like double tap triangle and it'd jump between one or two weapons. But I thought, okay, cool, maybe I can just cycle through this where I could spam triangle real fast. Like, no, it doesn't take you through the whole wheel anyway. I'm like, God damn it. Anyway, controls were fine. Yeah, that's a it's a tough um, issue to address. I think with so many weapons, like how else could you really do it? But yeah, anyway. Put them all on the triangle, on that circle. Voice commands. Yeah. Go, yo. Ricochet, I choose you and it pops up in your hands, you know. So many Pokemon references. <laughs> yeah. Go, Buzzblades! I think, yeah, you're, you're right about the control, Brendan, in that it's not front and centre as a feature. And I think that's a, a good choice from the developers that, you know, they have to decide now, are we going to... How, how heavy are we going to go on the dual sense? Because... I think with a game that's so visual and fast, like you want the focus on the screen, not on your hands. And it's just kind of in the background subtly and it just works for what the game's trying to do. So there are the unique effects for whether you're using the speed boots or whether you're, you know, flying on a dragon or whatever it is. Like there's there's, uh, the things that it's doing that you wouldn't have been able to do with a dual shock i think and similar in a note that you've got about the music you know you wrote is it strange that i can't recall the music soundtrack at all i think i think yeah me neither i think the music's just in the background it's doing what it needs to to add to the atmosphere without being like oh that that tune was an absolute banger i'm gonna listen to it on spotify or whatever and i think that that's a very deliberate choice because you have a lot of like the thing that I always think of with music soundtracks that don't stand out is the Marvel movies. Apart from the actual Avengers theme that we've heard a million times, mm. I can't tell you or whistle or hum a, a song from any Marvel movie that's not a Guardians of the Galaxy tune because they're just, they just—I don't feel like they were made to be catchy and stuck in your head mm. the same way that a John Williams like Superman or a Star Wars or an Indiana Jones or an ET or whatever were. It's just a a choice that it adds to what's happening on the screen rather than being like a overriding factor. Yeah, it's it's filler, yeah. There was one part that really, like, it's not a spoiler, but like there's one part in the game where an actual like song from our real world is playing and I thought the game was glitched or my phone suddenly started playing music and I'm (laughs) looking around my room like, where the freaking Christ is this song coming from? And it's really like it's it's a moment where where Ratchet's in his in his spaceship and then he turns the, the track up a little bit, like as okay. he's belting around. And I can't remember what the song is. I, I went to write it down, but I was just so confused. Like I'm looking around, I'm like, did I just press the source button on my television and it switched to rage or something? And then it's like, oh, it's in the game. Okay, fair enough. And it was 
that's the biggest like music based moment where i really noticed it and it was just for a weird reason because i'm like i haven't paid any attention to the soundtrack at all until just now and didn't even feel like i was in the same game Mm. actually the time that i did notice it was on the first planet you go to basically a nightclub and the the bass is pumping and you could kind of like it's it's it's, it's vibrating it. the controller and yeah. it helps you find like you have to find this place and it helps you kind of get guided towards the nightclub by following the sound and the, the pumping bass lines so a lot of ele- electronic kind of spacey almost mass effecty kind of music mm-hmm. in this game yeah let's move on to one of the most impressive parts of the game before we get into a, a bit of our nitpicks and gripes is the presentation. We've we've mentioned it already before, but if we can just focus on the graphical presentation and everything, uh, people have mentioned Pixar. I, I want to kind of start with a little bit of a hold your horses on this because it's the thing that everyone is saying. It's play. It's like a playable Pixar. It's uh, it's like if you could play a Pixar movie. It's not giving enough credit to how good pixar is i think now it's it's kind of like what pixar was 10 or 15 years ago if you ask me because like if you remember when the incredibles uh trailer came out for example you could see like the fibers on his polo shirt like there was just so much detail there that uh i think to compare it to what this game's doing is is almost a little bit reductive and and not quite accurate to just how amazing the animators at Pixar are and what they can do like they animate light like in a way that like in Toy Story 4 that is just like mind-blowing and dust and all these like particles that I think I think we we need to remember that the Pixar are the absolute masters at this and it goes beyond just the graphics to like the framing and the cinematography of Pixar movies and the movement of the camera Whereas the cutscenes in Ratchet and Clank, it's very kind of when two characters are talking, it's very video game cutsceney where it's just static. Like here's a headshot of this person, and then here's a headshot of this person, and there's not really that movement that keeps those cutscenes interesting to me. And like the way that a feature length film would dedicate the same amount of attention. So that was my reaction to everyone talking about Pixar. But I'm interested. Hey, Jono. You guys. Think. Hey, Jono. I gotta say this. You are a hater. <laughs> <laughs> I when I I know I said it looks like playable Pixar, but I, I I didn't mean in the sense that like like camera angles and everything like that. I think it was more in the sense of something that looked on the level of you know cartoon, um, but like with that right amount of polish that could be associated with like a Pixar movie. I mean, we could also. DreamWorks. Yeah, that's fair. I've probably done a few, um, but I think it's more just saying that, like, you know, we're we're coming to the stage where we're not seeing jagged edges anymore. We're not mm-hmm. seeing like, you know, cut corners. So I think that is more that polish that everyone was referring to when they kind of said playable Pixar. And I'm going to give them full credit because games now still are having issues nailing water and making water look pretty mm-hmm. and then also making water work interacting with characters and this game did it really well <laughs> so um I, I i think you know it, it's at a really high level and it should be getting in the praise that it should be getting not saying that you're saying it doesn't deserve praise but yeah i just think that a lot of work went into this yeah you're right i guess it's just like people have been saying for years that we've reached pixar levels of anime like people said that with the last ratchet and clank in 2016 and I, I just think oh 
they were wrong. <laughs> I just think it's um, it's just a really easy thing for people to say. Is just like oh, Pixar. Associate. It's just like a really easy pull to make that reference to explain how good it is. But I just think Pixar deserve a bit more. Respect. You're very very passionate. You are you're firmly in the corner of Pixar, and like. I don't. I don't think they're the best. I don't think saying the playable best. Pixar is is discounting what Pixar do and do very well. I just think the 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 gap is getting bridged now between like what Ali mentions. A video game is usually yeah, a video game, and it's it's rough around the edges where Pixar is this visual feast, and they're merging. They're coming together where yeah the the camera angles and and you know there isn't some visionary director behind it with like you know let's do a mm. wide shot here and cut in and one cut this and whatever like and that might come in future oh i guess we see it in stuff like you know god of war do shit like that where it's you know single yeah. single cut camera style things but it feels like an interactive digital film or television show i guess is a nice way to put it then if we don't want to we don't want to tar pixar we'll just say it's you know it's <laughs> it's a high quality animated feast that wouldn't look out of place on the big screen like if we were watching this and it was hands off and we were just watching all the cutscenes interlaced together it would feel that way it's, yeah the, the i'm being pedantic well. but that's fine <laughs> the other thing as well is just that the way that they were able to sort of interlace cutscene into gameplay there were a couple times yes. when cutscenes yep. ended and gameplay started where i was like oh shit i'm actually playing this game now and i've got to pick <laughs> it back up because they none of the menu stuff pop, mm. pops back up it's just just pulls very... the camera back ever so slightly and then you're in control yeah. again yeah and it's like i had to sort of realize okay i've got to keep my controller in my hand at all <laughs> times because if i don't i'm either you know gonna get shot out or something's gonna happen so it's the way that they've been able to sort of blend gameplay and sort of cinematics into this game is, is I'd say, yeah, getting closer to that movie style. But I think this, yeah, still a little bit of way to go. We're, we're getting into the, the spoiler territory, almost getting into spoiler territory. We'll, we'll just finish off with some nitpicks and gripes that are spoiler-free completely. So, uh, Ali, do you want to jump in first? Uh, yeah, uh, my biggest issue was that I didn't like that I had to go back to finish getting collectibles. Um, for some reason, it really got to me that I had to leave a planet without completing it, like it telling me, like, oh, you haven't grabbed everything. Um, because of a cutscene, basically. No, like um, you haven't unlocked something on another planet, so you have to go back to uh, yeah. collect that item. So... Um, yeah, I, I got a lot of levels of frustration. Most of my deaths came from me seeing something <laughs> and going, oh, I must be able to get that and me trying to find the way of getting it. And then it only I had to literally go Google and it's like, oh, no, you don't get to grab that until like you reach this planet. I'm like, are you serious? So the completionist in me got really frustrated with that and it really kind of like ate away at me a little bit. Um, and the other thing, um, I broke this game a lot because the game gives me a sense of open world but it it restricted me a lot so i got stuck here i got wedged in between there i fell through the earth here i got stuck there because i was like oh that looks climbable yeah. it looks like i should be able to reach that and uh, i would get stuck all the damn time so those were my issues i'm playing the game the traversal was a little little mixed at times like it didn't didn't 
break like ruin the game for me but yeah there were some some frustrations that i think we all probably shared where you're like oh yeah there's a little little rocky alcove there that i could easily step onto oh no i can't or i can step onto that one but not the next one. Oh, now i've slipped off the edge now i'm dead and um yeah i'm i'm similar thought process there with miss Hart, but i, I my biggest one I wish there was more variety in the bosses and, and the big enemies you encounter because it's the same like three types of character models just over and over and over with a slightly different name or a slightly different personality and it was just the same things you're fighting again and again and again like uh more variety in that please and thank you and i also had a couple of couple of situations where uh like certain floor panels especially when you, you're sort of going between rifts some of those floor panels didn't exist and the the actual map didn't load in i'm like well how do i get over there to the spaceship to then leave this area once i've finished and i jump and because there was nothing there i just fall through and die fall through and die and then it eventually load in and i'd exit out so that happens probably two or three times in um different areas in the universes which was frustrating and um mother gripers i wanted some more rift tear usage i don't think they lent into that enough overall mm. in the game but uh they're my gripes spoiler free yeah that was such a big part of the promotion is like look at these different dimensions and it can you know switch from one to the other so quickly and it, it turned into basically you using the the rifts as a you know a grappling hook and, traversal point yeah yeah and then occasionally you'll find a rift that you can walk through to get like a armor piece we're just going to quickly um, say our goodbyes to lovely Miss Ellie Hart. She has got more rifts to expunge, so she's going to leave us and do her thing. Right. Yeah, but um, love the game. Love talking to you guys about it. So I'm going to head out, and you guys can get into more of it. All right. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks, Ellie. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah, yeah so... More rifts. So the, the glit... Yeah, the rifts, <laughs> I think there was so much more that they could have done and i guess it's tough because you don't actually have the dimensionator gun like it's 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 the the bad guy's got the gun so you can't really control that but i would have liked to see the different dimensions used more in puzzles where you have to like move between different dimensions and mm. you know they did it a little bit in one of the levels where you have to like yeah when you're in like stones. rapture almost and you're un in that underwater base yeah. with with juice it's a character name that's not really a spoiler but they, they really <laughs> lent into it in that that part of the game that was one of my favorite sections of the entire game mm. yeah and it's kind of like if you've played like guacamelee it's got like the two different realms that you can jump between and it's not really a new thing like legend of zelda link to the past has like the past and the present that you can manipulate the past to affect the present and it would have been cool i guess it, this isn't really a time travel thing as much as a two different dimensions so it's a little bit different but i feel like they could have made that a bit more uh, a factor in in the puzzles whereas the puzzles are, are mostly eventuated to these little side things that happen with uh with ratchet sorry with clank running through like a, some kind of simulation uh which i think tilby has some thoughts on as we dive into i'll, dis I'll discuss them later yeah um the, the the mini game that i didn't like at all was the hacking one where you play as glitch which is like a little, like how would you describe it? Like a, a robotic, like, like a spy bot or something. Sp yeah. Spider, spider. Yeah, bot it's, that it's, goes it's, into... it's McAfee or Norton going in and uh, you know <laughs> yeah. purging the system of all those dirty porn bots and things. It's uh, yeah, 
pretty it much. was it was <laughs> fine the first like one or two times you did it and then it just got tedious like i'm just like man yeah. again and like we talked about the fluidity in, in traversal and movement as ratchet and rivet but cruising around as that little robot and trying to navigate like it was kind of cool sometimes where you're like walking up walls and then onto ceilings yeah. and and it just changes the entire um feeling and, and the world and it throws throws through throws you out i think a little bit which is what's to be expected when you're now upside down but yeah it was just so boring and the weapon like the gunplay in that part sucked and yeah. the virus stuff sucked and yeah less of that please less of that <laughs> yeah I, I definitely found the more i did it the less i wanted to do it and also when you're in those areas it's because you can yeah go around walls and upside down it's not always obvious where you're meant to go and that's a point in the game where there's no waypoint you have to just figure it yeah, out you can't click and, r3 it's like okay yeah then you're trying to find this little ambiguous pink heart to unlock the virus to shoot it and oh my god it was yeah it was my least favorite part of the entire game those sections yeah me too and i i, I even skipped the last one because you can just press pause and, and skip the puzzle. And I was just like, I'm not enjoying this and I want to get back to the actual game. The last one took a long um, time. And there was a boss yeah. fight in it, I think, as well. So I, I skipped the whole thing. <laughs> I went through it and it was painful. I somehow right. got to the end and I had six HP for like the last third of that that <laughs> virus expunging. So I was just like creeping forwards every so often. Oh, it was painful. Anyway. Tilly, like, any picks? I mean, I, I liked the, the fact that the, the, the hacking minigame was something more than just find a bunch of numbers in a screen and, and you know, the locate dots, them, yeah. connect the dots, sort of stuff like most hacking games are. But yeah, I do agree it was pretty, pretty tedious. Um, I mean, like we talked about the weapons before. The, the amount of weapons was almost overwhelming. Um, certain weapons didn't get used for me purely because like I'd found you know i was pretty comfortable with some and then i'd get to the end and be like oh i'm running out of ammo with my favorite guns i'll use this one oh it's only level one and it, it <laughs> it's like a little tickle like you and that's probably just me um not managing to upgrading all my weapons all at the same time but it's like if you've got that many guns to offer someone like it's going to be difficult to get them all you know managed uh, efficiently so i felt like that was a little bit difficult the other one I felt like is that certain parts of the game did feel like they were just almost lifted wholesale from other sort of contemporaries of that kind. Like I felt like riding the dragon or the speedle were were very much like Crash Bandicoot riding, you know, the um, the tiger or riding the jet ski, and I felt like that was very very similar. And then and then also like the the menu itself in game was just like straight from spider-man did anyone notice like the the ui for the menu was just exactly the same as the spider-man series and there was no changes to that whatsoever <laughs> yeah i noticed I it a little bit but i didn't think about it too much until you just mentioned now i'm like oh yeah yeah i can see that the blue like, kind of e yeah. even complete with like the the glossary of like everyone that you meet in the game and their sort of like characteristics and whatnot and the map that has like all of the collectibles and stuff on it so it's like i i understand that it worked quite well for for them for the, the spider-man titles and you know fair enough but like there's got to be at least some variety to it you know i felt like just lift you know 
copying and pasting it into this game was a little bit lazy but you know that's a, a nitpick for sure i guess that's the sign of a good game when one of the gripes you mentioned is that they've used the same ui from a previous <laughs> game they made you know i think that shows that it's it's pretty good overall yeah, yeah. and i mean the, the stuff that you're talking about being lifted from crash bandicoot like that's what in the late 90s like i, I guess that's just saying that Crash Bandicoot influenced 3D platformers in general. Well, I mean, he, yeah, well, it did, and it's obvious. But like, even like the the whole sort of time travel and dimension sort of thing was done pretty recently in Crash Four. And while it's a little bit different because that's not as li- well, it's it's just like stage after stage after stage. Whereas uh, Ratchet and Clank is a bit more open. That sort of style, that dimension sort of thing, has obviously been a big sort of selling point with a lot of games and, and movies, I guess, recently. So I guess it's tough yeah. to differentiate from, from certain things. Yeah. Into the, into the ratchet verse. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to end our spoiler free section there. I guess we can finish it for people that haven't played the game by saying, go and play it because we all obviously love this game and um, we don't need to give it a rating out of 10. I think the Metacritic speaks for, for us already being that 88 out of 100 it's a very solid title and if you've got a ps5 you definitely need this game because there's not exactly a lot of games that uh, are exclusive to the console this is one of them and this is a great example of what you can achieve on uh on that platform it's crazy that insomniac probably have the two best console exclusive games mm-hmm. available on the playstation 5 right now I mean, Spider-Man's not exclusive, but they've got the best version of that game. Yeah, sure. yeah we, don't, we don't talk about old gen anymore. PS4's dead, you know? Get with the times like that old Ratchet. Ratchet and Clank begins with Rift Apart, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they've got such a, a fantastic strike right now. Like, Oh, yeah. Even, like, I'd sort of fallen off around the PS3 era, but, like, after Sunset Overdrive and the Spider-Man series and apparently the reboot um which i have to play <laughs> but yeah yes, like they, they've 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 hit good form and and really like across the board like it's a perfect showing for the hardware of the ps5 a perfect showing for what or a little bit of an inkling as to what the dual sense can do gameplay is solid like mm-hmm. everything across the board just is really solid the story you know has equal parts humor and i'm sure we'll get onto that in a sec because i know i will the humor in it the heart in it in equal measure yeah like it's if if it's not perfect it's very very close to being perfect yes i agree and you have to say like insomniac is a recent purchase for playstation as a studio and you have to think that they're possibly the one possibly the most valuable studio they have in terms of how good their games are versus how productive they are because obviously naughty dog and santa monica are these legendary like mammoths of game development but they're putting a game out like every like five years in some instances or what was the the time different yeah every five years for, for, for naughty dog and as as much as those games are awesome and uh, critically acclaimed look at what Insomniac has done since 2016 they did Ratchet they did Ratchet Rift Apart they did two Spider-Man games it's pretty it's pretty good one and a half you know, Spider-Man yeah, pretty games good. but yeah I get what you're saying <laughs> but now we're going to see what they do with their multiplayer game they're all you know they're all making multiplayer games now for, for Sony mm. so we'll see how that translates but no Insomniac yeah. 
chef's kiss thumbs up high fives all that stuff this game's great if you've got a playstation 5 buy this game immediately because you are gonna love it and if you don't then uh yeah i don't know what's wrong with you <laughs> all right let's talk spoilers you've been warned uh i guess we should talk about our favorite moments in the game because you know it, it's like there's gonna be a whole bunch of like deaths and like you know that kind of betrayal yeah it's not it's not the last of us part two there's not going to be like the the major like oh my goodness can you believe that just happened kind of moments it's kid friendly but there's some fantastic storytelling happening here and for me one one of the things that i loved the most was just seeing the characters meet their dimensional counterparts for the first time it's kind of halfway through the game where ratchet meets uh, rivet and kit meets clank and it's just such a sweet moment between these characters who uh, especially for ratchet and rivet they have always been isolated and felt alone in the universe they're the only lombacks of their kind and those moments i, I thought were really cool yeah i, I agree mm. like um and it's it's relatable like the way that there is that awkwardness and and hesitancy where they're like hey you know not knowing how to react and and do, do you hug do you high five and stuff it's 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 real and it's relatable and it's got heart which which i'm a big fan of like um i'm, I'm trying to avoid saying playable pixar because i don't want to get jonah angry again <laughs> but um it's it's like some of the storytelling is on par with some of these really good animated movies and tv shows in the universe uh, <laughs> like i i found times where i was was audibly laughing there was times where i was sad oh, yeah. and feeling emotion um like highs and lows like i was i was living these moments with these characters and and that's just a sign of really really great storytelling and the fact that they can dance uh with action and comedy and emotion all in one scene is great and um yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of that and uh i guess if we're sort of talking spoilers i think one of the biggest moments that that hit with me was where there's that that big reveal where it's like okay kit is responsible for rivet losing her arm and then it's like the mm. the the moral juggling of with kit where, she, where kit's like do i do i tell her what's happened do i just ignore it do i hope she never understands and then and then it, like there's the big realization and, and you know there's some conflict there and it's it's great storytelling and obviously we ultimately get a resolution and 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 they they mend that bridge and become friends and and you know future partners in in this world and uh yeah it's great it was a good good roller coaster of emotion uh throughout the entirety and and it was fun it was just enjoyable like it was a fun game and i felt things along the way and that's the sign of a good game definitely yeah yeah um so the so i mentioned like those characters meeting and how heartwarming that was there's also a lot of great comedy like you mentioned brendan when the other characters would meet so emperor nefarious meeting like dr nefarious for the first time and there being that very clear like power mm -hmm. difference between yeah. the two <laughs> um seeing like uh captain quark meet quantum and and then getting along so well as like the counterparts to each other interdimensionally it, it was so cool to be able to play with that kind of dynamic and have that as a bit that was running through the whole game and the humor in general is just so good and layered and i love the conversations that you just overhear from the henchmen in the game mm -hmm. um even 
in the very first level like when they're attacking the city for dr nefarious one of them you can listen if you don't kill them straight away you can hear him asking for a bump in pay because like it's a, a more it's a more dangerous mission than they were told <laughs> I, I i love that like you get to the first boss fight with nefarious and he's like wait you got here already well i guess this is what i get for you know, like giving my assistant paternity paid paternity leave or something yeah. it's just like there's comedy in this that kids, kids get, are gonna yeah. get and then there's also comedy that adults are gonna get which i think is such a, a another sign that it's playable popular <laughs> movie studio so <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it, it's just accessible for young and old. Um, but yeah, I, I think that comedy really shines. Yeah, the pirate trial was especially fun. It was so good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like a, a cheap, crappy animatronic, like uh, what's the word? Theme like, park, th- yeah, right. theme park, and and yeah, it was just like run down and and, and, just and so the funny. second trial that the poor old creature died long ago so it's just the skeleton there and they're like oh well you saw there's been uh, you know we're struggling with budget cuts here or whatever else you know we've got no money so uh, I I just love that the he's like hark pirate what be your name and he's and Ratchet's like so confused yeah. about what's happening he just goes what <laughs> and they use that as the voice yeah. for his name and, and then like when you it finish the, the trial end. it's like the, the, the adventurous pirate what <laughs> wins the trial and they just like use that as like his name for the entire thing i was yeah that was fantastic yeah tell me what were your favorite moments other than what we've mentioned yeah i mean c- continuing on the pirate theme uh pierre lafair pirate extraordinaire <laughs> just in general like when you first meet him he's such a like it's such a caricature or a stereotype of, of french people in general but like a french pirate like i think is fantastic um and especially that first arena fight with with River, he's like, "Oh no, I have twisted my ankle. <laughs> yeah. I cannot fight." And he's just like, he's such a like a a, a wuss and such a like you know, deflecting from from conflict and um, being that he's trying to be like that sort of womanizer almost, um, like that's just that slimy sort of heel persona. Um, but I think it fits so well with with the comedy in that sort of um, that sort of first part of the game, which I think was great. Um, in terms of like a general sort of action part of, of the game, I think um, on the gulch where we meet the fixer, mm, the big, big iron giant, big robot. So cool that moment. And, yeah, and, and that whole sort of reveal of him being broken and sort of just trying to, to escape him while he's trying to kill you when he's obviously, I guess, been brainwashed or sort of he's damaged or broken um, was such a... Like, you, you never had a chance to breathe. You just had to keep going or else you're absolutely going to die. I thought that was such an act, like a fun action packed uh, moment, especially for me in the game. Um, and then finally, obviously bringing it back to the Battleplex, uh, little Zircon Jr. being the, uh, the sort of like counterpart to, to Mr. Zircon, who obviously in his bar is just keeping it all like violence free, calm and quiet. And he's like, kill everyone, <laughs> blood and guts. And I think like as well, like, the, his voice actor being uh, Richard Hurwitz, who did the voice of Invader Zim. And for me, as someone who grew up with Invader Zim being like, I'm going to rule the world and, and and kill everyone and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, I heard the voice and I was like, that's him. <laughs> and I was like, it, it, it was like that connection that I could make, which made it all the more sort of fun and enjoyable. But yeah, I think the the perfect blend of sort of action and comedy was really what uh, what did it for me. 
Very cool. Anything further to add, Brendan? I think think you guys uh, adequately uh, covered all those main points. There, there's many many great moments, and and you know I know we're talking spoilers here, but I don't think we want to go through every one of those moments i think the the listeners and hopefully the eventual players of this game will experience those for the first time and uh be equally as uh happy uh, as we were playing this game so we're going to go back to the negative with some nitpicks and gripes or least favorite moments and for me it was very much the sequence when you're flying around on the dragon um i hated that even though it was cool to fly around it was very it was, stiff the controls the controls were terrible and the fact that you couldn't land anywhere you wanted to you had to land on a specific point was really frustrating they also didn't explain it very well into in the tutorial that you could only land in these specific areas yeah. and you get sent off to to find these gems or whatever and straight away i'm seeing these gems on top of these towers and i'm like i need to land on it or i need to fly into it and you can't you just i'm just hitting it or i'm flying over it getting really frustrated and giving up eventually and coming back to it later when you get enough of them and it tells you oh you can actually breathe fire at them and that's how you get yeah them. i had no idea and i was like oh okay cool well thanks for like telling me that from the start when i wasted like five minutes or ten minutes trying to get these items that were unattainable uh really really annoying and the the dragon as well like the, the controls for it weren't great if you fly into a building or a, a mountain and get stuck you just eventually die and respawn like kind of far away sometimes so it's a, it is a nitpick and a gripe and it was something that wasn't perfect for a very close to perfect game i think so that's what probably what stands out the most did, to me did that part in one shot didn't have any issues just uh controls were frustrating and um i feel you there like it wasn't it's one of the least enjoyable parts of the game up there with the the glitch sections where you where you're hacking your way to success but i don't I, like it's tough to say what's my least favorite and like i wrote down just as a placeholder the gameplay loop in in itself Mm. and explain this because earlier in this podcast you said that you loved the gameplay loop it's the same as you um you know getting getting aggressive about pixar but also talking about (laughs) the textures on ratchet's nose and how detailed they were so uh don't think i didn't forget about that i I just think that like and it's great and it's fun and it it is a very very focused and and on rails adventure for the most part both physically and uh metaphorically but go to a planet you kill a heap of a wave of enemies you get the same boss or the same boss archetype you go to a next part you do the same thing so like I, i i wanted some more variety and so that's why i liked when we got the 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 section where it's sort of the, the tone and the game change where it got a little bit sort of horror-esque where we were jumping between the the unit like the dimensions where you where you're smashing the the crystal and, and you're dealing with juice the oh. uh the underwater sea creature so i like that that changed up the gameplay a little bit where you you can't defeat juice in battle you've got to run you know instead of just shooting your way to success i like that it changed it up a little bit and you've got to run and then use the like the yellow uh, goop stuff that that Juice liked to consume to sort of distract him from trying to kill you because you know you can't you can't defend yourself against this creature. So I liked that there was that break in that loop there, but for the most part, it was very much uh, a formulated process that was just copy paste, copy paste, and that's not bad. Like I love the game. Like don't get me wrong, I'm saying that the the gameplay loop sucked, but 
a couple more changes like lean into more of of these varieties that you, you tease us with like even give me more of the crazy grinding sections where you're jumping across rails and going through rifts and stuff give me more of that kind of stuff where like the heartbeat gets pumping in those moments like when when tilby mentioned where you're dealing with the fixer like more of that kind of stuff instead of just you glue to a platform and you just shoot 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 next platform shoot 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 give me give me some more variety that's all but it's a minor gripe because the game overall you know double chefs mm. kiss double thumbs double high fives all that <laughs> to jump on top of that as well with such a variety of weapons this this might mess with the the core gameplay too much but i would remember thinking whilst playing it would be cool if there was specific types of enemies where you not had to use a certain weapon but they were like more susceptible to a certain weapon yeah for example if you're fighting a robot in true pokemon style since we're keep referencing that franchise oh my god <laughs> like using like the electric gun like the to shock them because they're robots no, i like, think that would you'd make use more the, the freeze gun because that is yeah, for water water and it would destroy the circuitry. But I'm with you, JP. Like the only ones, the only enemies where I had to think were the shielded pirates, the ones that had the shield. The rest yeah. of it, I'm just like, without having to worry. But those shielded pirates, you had to juggle it up and, and use a distraction or get in behind them. Or you could use the uh, the executor shotgun because it had so much pump, but it'd sort of throw them back yeah. and then you could smack them around a bit. But yeah, outside of that, it's just mindless firing. Yeah, so it would have been cool to to have a bit more strategy to it in that aspect to think like, okay, um, you know, what's this enemy's uh, strategy? How are they attacking me? What are they made up of? I'm going to use this gun for that. But I can see why, you know, there's so many guns. It would be a bit of an issue to try and make that work. But, you know, that, that we are nitpicking. So that's, that's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Tilby, you want to talk about Clank's puzzles? <laughs> Uh, I, I I had spent so much time, you know, enjoying the the run and gun sort of style that Ratchet and Clank had, and then they immediately throw us into this weird Lemmings style of um, puzzle where you've got to lead Clank through to the other side and and use the the sort of powers. I think I spent a good two hours on the on the last puzzle, just absolutely what? losing my mind. Like <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Two hours. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I, I was just having the worst time with it. And and that's that's not to say it's a bad puzzle. I think it's it's very smart in the way that they did that. Um, obviously, once again, lifting fairly wholesale from um, another series, although you know thirty or so years previously. But um, yeah, like I just. I struggled with that. I don't know why, but like, yeah, it, it was such a weird disconnect from the sort of action style that um, that Ratchet and Clank is mm. so famous for. I think it, it, it makes sense given the sort of dimension and sort of galactic sort of theme that, that goes with it. But yeah, it just wasn't for me personally. It, it is a staple of the series having these Clank puzzles. So that's, I guess, why it's there. And it, it's also giving Clank like, his moment because everything else is basically ratchet um but you're right it, it does break the action and for me i enjoyed that because it was a bit different but there were times where maybe you overlook one of the items that's in there and tr you're trying to solve this puzzle with without the, everything you need to do it um but i usually enjoyed the challenge of trying to figure out 
how to get through it. I did have a bit of back and forth with um, God of War creator David Jaffe on Twitter about this because he was complaining that you know you do the puzzle and then there's another one and then there's another one yeah. like they're in, they're in sets of three. Yeah, that that was he, a bit yeah, frustrating he was having, to me. Yeah, he was having a, a bit of a whinge about how, like as you say, it breaks up the the gameplay loop that for for the past few hours has just been combat and platforming, um, but. There is the option to skip them, which you obviously didn't take, Matt. Maybe it sounds like you should have. I didn't know you but could. Then, I mean, where is this option? Yeah. You pause the game and you can just... It's just in the See, the I, I thought that <laughs> wow. skipping any of these puzzles or the glitch hacking thing, I thought that it may have affected my ability to get like a 100% run. So I was, yeah. I was unsure as to if I skipped it, whether it would count towards my playthrough. So I was hesitant to do so. And I was like, look, I might as well just cop it on the chin and make sure I get a, a true, you know, honorable um, run to a platinum here. So yeah. I, I did see that there was a pause option, but yeah, just didn't take I it. I had no idea of this. I had like, I wouldn't have skipped, I probably maybe would have skipped the glitch stuff, but I enjoy a good mm. puzzle. And yeah. listeners that haven't played and that are still listening to this spoiler territory now just just survey the entire landscape and make sure you grab all of those orbs because you're going to need them all don't try and be like i can outsmart it and only use the electricity no. <laughs> one or the the lift one you'll need all of them in in some combination so just and yeah experiment with them yeah. too yeah because yeah. like, some of them will work better with others like you almost have to use sometimes two uh, with each other like the speed and then the jump yeah. or the speed and then the weight mm. or something so yeah have a have a bit of a fiddle around with it but yeah hopefully you do better than it I was do. tough because like i i only rolled credits on this game like at like 1 30 this morning and oh. so doing that last wave of of these dimensional puzzles at like close to midnight where i'm tired and i had a i've got a stomach <laughs> full of pizza hut so i'm, I'm sitting heavy on the couch I, was like, I just want this to be over but then it felt good when i solved them too so uh yeah yeah it does feel it does feel good to figure it out because sometimes you're like how can this possibly work like there's no way it's possible and then you you know, like you said matt you realize uh, if you put the speed one before the jump, you'll get further. Or if you put the weight on, you know, after, like, before the jump, then you won't jump quite as high and you won't get killed. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. And I guess for kids, it would be probably way too hard or they would have to spend a long time figuring Hence it out. Hence why there's that skip button in there that I didn't know existed. So it makes mm. sense. <laughs> yeah, but there's also a very seldom utilized feature of the PS5 where you can go into the game cards and watch video solutions to not only those things but probably all the collectibles that you're looking for as well i used i use them a lot for uh the gold bolts yeah. as well as the a couple of the spy the bots. bots because yeah. i like there was an option that you i think you could unlock or purchase that um like brings up all of those collectibles on your map yeah just didn't work for me oh. like it just wasn't showing up on on my map so i constantly would have to press the ps button and be like okay so where's this on the map and i go here and do this and it was it was look i it was frustrating in terms of a 100% collection run but i think if you were just playing it you know on its own i think it's it's a neat little thing to have uh, like those collectibles there um yeah the fact that they were able to unlock certain things in the game, especially the gold bolts, um, you know, being like customize your weapons or big head mode or uh, photo mode. Did anyone use photo mode in this game? 
I did a couple times. Uh, I didn't realize that you could use the gold bolts to unlock stuff though. Big head mode, wow. We yeah, so there's completely. like there was a big head mode. There was home run hitter. So like anyone you hit with your melee weapon goes flying. Oh, awesome. There's like confetti if you shoot uh, a character. So like there's all these like little um, visual add-ons and stuff sure. that, that that happens when you collect the gold bolts. So it's it's yeah, it's a bit of fun. Yeah, I should say you don't have to collect all the gold bolts to get the platinum trophy, thankfully. And it's a pretty good trophy list. Pretty good tr- trophy list. Mm. Um, Brendan, will you be chasing the platinum? Maybe because the amount of time you guys put in as a total, it doesn't seem too ridiculous, and I wouldn't mind going back and cleaning up some of the some of the things still to com- uh, finish off in the game. So we'll see. It's it's a strong possibility. Sure. Because yeah, I think you you did it in what ten hours ish. You guys said roughly. Yeah, and like yeah. there's a couple missable ones where you might be able to do them just like in the end game or you might have to start and just play through like i for example there's five big dinosaurs that you have to kill for a trophy on that uh, on rivets planet mm-hmm. and i missed one of them so i had to get to that section yeah, in my new game which only took probably 25 minutes yeah um, it's it's not it's not a massive effort to really go back and yeah. clean up stuff on a new game plus um like in really by the end of the game if you're really paying attention and cleaning everything up you won't need to i guess you know spend too much time on the second run to just get everything i think like my last one was just getting the the 10 enemy kills with the um, the shield one the the void repulsor i yeah. think it was yeah. um and that was just like yeah the return policy trophy so it's really not that difficult brendan or anyone who's who's playing who, who wants to sort of get a uh, go on a platinum run yeah mm-hmm. like 10 to 12 hours at the most yeah. but and that's that's another thing as well like most of what you do in the game you can finish it in one run if you want to and be happy with it which is really nice yeah yeah, there's a trophy for like getting all those, like hitting all those crystals that teleport you between dimensions. So if you've missed one of them because there's like a, um, like a collectible, like it's a little mini platforming puzzle that you yeah. you may have missed. So that that could be a frustrating one if you didn't already get it. But I don't imagine it would take a, a huge amount of time. Mm. And yeah, I think the length of this game is is so good. Like. I love games like I'm playing I was going to say I love games that are this length um, I'm playing Alien Isolation at the moment I wish it was 10 to 12 hours not to say that it's not a, a cool game but um, especially when it's a, a gameplay loop style of gameplay where you're doing the same thing over and over without like a crazy amount of immersive storytelling um, I think that shorter is better yeah. in a lot of instances. I, I enjoyed that also a lot of the the trophies that you can unlock were actually p- involved in part of the gameplay as well. It wasn't just like... Uh, it, it's probably a spoiler with The Last of Us, but the hat trophy um, being like those hidden trophies right, yeah. in, the, in the game. And, yeah, like, and there was only one in this game, which was literally the one that unlocked my platinum, was uh, the jukebox in, in Zerkes. And just you had oh. to play three songs on that. And yeah. I'd like completely forgotten that that was a thing. And I was like, okay, I'll just yeah. go and I got that know, clean that one up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I think that having it all as naturally part of the game makes it such an easy, clean run. And and yeah, if, if you, you finish the game and you, ju- you do want to just go for that platinum, it will not take you more than maybe like an hour or so tops just to sort of clean everything up and, and finish. Sure. Are we ready for our parting words? I think we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you think, Brendan? 
overall? I I really, really enjoyed my time with this game. Like, as I mentioned, this was my first foray into the Ratchet and Clank universe, and I'm happy that I've, uh, I'm, I'm late to the party, but uh, I'm happy to be here, that's for damn sure. Uh, I, I think... Uh, it's it's one of the like visually it's one of the best looking console games i've ever personally played and and seen with my own two eyes uh i like that they combined not only that vibrancy with the the world and the characters but a crazy assortment of weapons sometimes overwhelming but that's a good problem to have where you've got that kind of arsenal at your fingertips and Mm. um even though this next gen or now current gen uh, console iteration is still only in its infancy this is already one of the best games on this platform and might go down at least for the next few years in that same type of breath like it's 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 a great game i think it's a pretty special game from a from a you know action platformer style and um yeah hat tip to insomniac it's it's phenomenal and uh it's probably going to be one of the best games of the year on many people's lists yeah, where's it sit for you at this present time, Brendan? Top five? Top, three? top five, maybe top three. Like, I'm trying to think of all the games I've played this year and I haven't played a ton of new ones, but it's definitely top three. Like, um, it's it's up there. They're very tonally different, but it's up there with, with Resident Evil Village for me as far as my two probably favorite experiences I've had this year. And sure. um, yeah, testament to everyone involved in the development and creation of this game because it is so good. Toby? Yeah, for me, like having played um, Returnal and Resident Evil Village, like I think this one tops them both. I think until something else comes along later in the year, this is my game of the year at this point. Um, Just such a fun experience. It's been a while since I've had something that has been from start to finish, all killer, no filler, just genuinely fun. Um, There was so much to do and, and the story, as we touched on so many times, was just enjoyable heartwarming hilarious sad it it pulled all all the heartstrings and um combat and gameplay was so tight and 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 natural with a couple nitpicks here and there for for traversal with animals and whatnot but yeah i think like this is a game that anyone who ends up picking up a ps5 should play regardless of whether they played a ratchet and clank game in the series or not it's so accessible um yeah insomniac just hitting it out of the park once again and i would as i said as as brendan said like i would not be surprised to see this high on many publications game of the year list like it's it's an excellent showing from insomniac once again yeah absolutely you used the word fun a couple times and that was what i tweeted when i finished the game like fun like this is a game that's fun and that's all it tries to be it's not trying to you know like get people to think on some deep level and it's not trying to like subvert expectations with twists and all that kind of it's it's just like this is a fun game it's fun to play it's fun if you're a kid it's fun if you're an adult that's not an easy thing to pull off uh it's it's challenging enough that you know it's it doesn't feel like a kid's game there's difficulty settings that can make it even harder if you want a challenge which i didn't need and i just think that insomniac has has done exactly what they tried to do and that's the best thing you can say about a game like it's a a, it really is like that that 88 out of 100 metacritic like that is deserved it could be you know i wouldn't be surprised if it was even higher when all is said and done but 
this will certainly be a game of the year list maker and it's my game of the year so far and as far as like 3d platformers go it's hard to think of a better one especially the lack of ones that are coming out these days and i think it gives a lot of people something to aim for as far as how to use the ps5 hardware the visual style that you can have like the the uh, almost night city-esque level that you that you come across with the flying cars and everything near the start of the game like there's so much going on there's so many layers you know in the parade in the first level there's just like literal layers of detail and depth to the backgrounds and they all look rendered in in like high definition they're not like just blurry in the background they're not popping in and out like they would in cyberpunk or whatever else it's just um it's just a, a beautiful game that plays well it's fun the story's there it, it ticks all the boxes pretty much so i think fantastic game that's going to be hard to beat but uh, we've got a lot of, of cool releases still to come in 2021 so we'll see how the rest of the year goes mm. it is most certainly 8-bit approved that's for damn sure and uh yeah yep. if, if you've Hell got yeah. a ps5 get this game in your hands physically or digitally as soon as you can because uh it is it is a special game and yeah i really 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 enjoyed my time with it so um it's been it's been fun riffing for uh you know 90 minutes on on ratchet and clank rift apart and um listeners hopefully you took a lot out of it hopefully we helped shape your decision to purchase this game or maybe you agree with our opinions if you do not feel free to hit us up on the socials as a entire entity at we are 8 bit or individually at it's tilby at Jonah himself at miss ali hart or at brendan 8 bit if you want to send some long form rebuttals to anything we've got going on here hello at 8bit.net if you want to hit us up on them emails but i guess this brings us to the end of another spoiler cast episode thank you fantastic gentlemen for jumping on board here and talking ratchet and clank and guiding myself and uh fellow ratchet newbie ali through mm-hmm. the uh the, the deluge that is this great universe and these great characters and i cannot wait for future iterations because the way this game ends, it certainly plants seeds for uh, another game in this franchise, which would be what? Game 17, um, yeah. you know, when it comes out in, in several years down the line, which is crazy to think of. But uh, yeah, 8 Nation, thanks for tuning on in. Thanks for the support. Be sure to rate, view, subscribe. Us and all those other podcasts you listen to on the reg takes no time, costs no money, and means an awful lot helps keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. If you want to support us monetarily, ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit to throw some money in our bucket, get exclusive access to podcast content and other swagger. But until next time, 8-Bit Nation, it has been our pleasure to spoil things for you. Put some respect on Pixar's name. (laughs) You are so angry about that. I love it. So unnecessarily angry. (laughs) Goodbye. If I ever lost, I think I'd just drop. My never-ending story of success is a lonely refrain. So I've one request. Join me at...
at the top. Why don't you join me where the stars all shine and join me at the top? Why won't you join me? Let our powers combine. You know I can't resist a ditty, so join me. Oh, wait, well, what a pity. Looks like I forgot. They can come up. I'm everything you're not. Nope. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I said that's pretty good. Oh, it's wonderful. Look at me and my flawless schemes. The kind you could never dream up in your dreamiest of dreams. Aren't you so lucky to have me to revere your flawless yet lawless emperor right here? Join me at the top. Why don't you join me where the stars all shine and I will never flop. No, I won't. Just join me. Go on, fall in line. And no one's given me good reason to stop my usual power season. Join me at this spot. Oh, for God, I'm everything you're not. Who am I? Our greatness. And who are you? Wait, wait, I'm not going to say this. You're no good without me. What? How dare you ever doubt me? What? Now listen, it's the doctor seeing the case. They join you at the top. Yes, they would. Join you where the stars all shine. And boy, I'm so freaking hot. You're scalding. I should have them up. But you will not. It's all kinds of rad. And hilarious. To be all big and bad. And To join me on my plot. Never mind. Forgot. I'm everything you're.